You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. The only people who don't get this time off at this time of year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing, over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to the second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available that you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded, another World Junior Championship special. It's me, Patrick Bexel, with the young guys, Anton Rossigord and Jared Book. Thank you both for joining us. Don't just group me together with Jared. He's <laughs> married with a child. I, I was going to say, I was gonna say I'm only young when Pat is hosting. That's exactly. the only way I can be classified as young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, everyone is younger than me. Um, we're, we're, we're not sure about Justin, but we just assume he's younger than me as well. We're going to run this show in a little bit of three segments, more or less. And the first segment is like... What are your thoughts about the tournament so far? Anything you want to highlight that you're happy with or anything you want to give some negative feedback about? This has been um, an interesting tournament. And, and I and I think uh, a part of it is because we've been so used to the the small ice, right? It's been three, three tournaments in a row uh, that have been held in Canada. It, it, it's... It feels different, and I think that that's uh, part of the reason why it's it's kind of uh, a little bit more. I don't want to say open, but it, it's just a little bit more. The, the style of play is different than than I have been used to watching watching the World Juniors. So that that's the first thing that stuck out to me, and it it seems like the teams that we thought were ahead. Are ahead, but but the middle of the pack is really really closing the gap. You you saw it in a couple of games, um, the the Czechia game against the United States, in particular. Uh, I I think that it, it's going to be very interesting to see how <laughs> we saw it with Germany beating Finland. Well, exactly, <laughs> and I think well, well, I think part of that is Finland is not uh, near the top as we thought. <laughs> um, no. Also, uh, <laughs> I think that they're they're more in the middle, especially this group of. A finished players, so yeah, those are the two things that really stuck out, and it's it's always fun to see because, you know, we thought that that the U.S. group was going to be just them steamrolling, right? When we did this preview, we're like, oh, they're not going to be tested until <laughs> until the, the the medal round, and, and that has quickly been proven uh, otherwise. And I think that that's it's it's fun to see, and and what can happen when you you have you know, basically teenagers uh, playing with uh, their country on on their chest. And and on let's other, be fair, yeah. if it's one team that steamrolls that group at the moment, it's not USA. It's Slovakia. No, it's, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, uh, of course. Uh, well, it's surprising, but on the other hand, the, the more, like, the only uh, difficult game Slovakia have had so far has been Czechia, and Czechia doesn't have as good of a team this year as they did last year. Um, so really they haven't been put to the test yet. They will still face the United States. That will be for the group win basically. And, you know, the U S has had 
uh, they're kind of blip on the radar now against uh, Czechia. And, and we've seen that in the past. You know, there was a time when, when Sweden always steamrolled the uh, the group stage. But on the other hand, Sweden never wins the World Juniors. So what doesn't really matter? Like what, what only matters is that you do as good as you should to squeak through to the quarterfinals, then it's an open, you know, then it's an open game. Um, of course, it would be better to face a team like, you know, a, Swi- a Switzerland or or a Germany in the quarterfinals to get an easier way into the semifinals. But, but you know, it's still, you know, just winning two games and then you're in the gold medal, you know, in the finals. So um, I, I agree with Jared that, you know, the uh, middle of the pack are really close together but also you know w- w- with russia missing and finland not having their strongest generation that fourth semifinal spot uh which i assume like will be open um after sweden uh us and canada go there you know it's up for grabs for all these teams czechia slovakia germany uh, finland whoever wants it indeed but i mean and it's when you look at Slovakia, which is really impressing so far, obviously they're facing US tomorrow as we're recording this. Um, but for smaller nations, especially nations on the right, uh, Slovakia has the hockey culture, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but missing out with Slavkovsky and Nemitz, mm, yeah, uh, you, you can talk about missing out first rounders, but missing out number one and number two, it would hurt even Canada in many ways. Well, well, yeah, I mean, imagine if Canada had Bedard and Fantilli. Yeah, there's number one, number three, right? So, <laughs> um, but no, I, definitely, and I think that that's that that's a testament to their program, right? I, I mean, it, it's you know, I I think everybody kind of agrees that that you know Yuri Slavkovsky would be the best player in this tournament if he was there, uh, obviously if. You know, Connor Bedard was also not there. You, you know what mm. I mean. But but I, I think that that's one of the 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 main things is that for so long, you know, we've been used to, you know, Slovakia being, you know, do, you know, or, or you know, not even Slovakia, but just the 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 the, the middle countries, right? Not the the Canadas, the U.S., the Swedens, the the Russias, you know, the other countries being brought by one player. And one goalie, right? Uh, in 2015, right? It was Martin Rivai and and Dennis Godla, right? That that was the big thing. Last year, it was uh, Adam Gayan, uh, you know, and uh, and and Czechia was. But but what we're seeing now is that these countries are are a group of players that is just working together. And and you saw it last year with, with Czechia getting to the gold medal game. You, you saw it this year with Slovakia. You know, there's not one player on that Slovak team that's really you know, dominating and putting the team on their shoulders. It's just a good group of players. And I think that's the biggest difference. You look at Germany, right? You know, they didn't beat Finland when they had Tim Stutzel or JJ Paterka, but but suddenly they have none of those guys and they and they beat Finland. And I think that that's, you know, a testament to the development that's going on in these countries, that it's not just when they have these superstars. And obviously, you know, when you develop, you get those superstars. It's It's part and parcel. But it's showing that, you know, it's working. What what these countries are doing is working, because it, you know it, it's you're you're getting sustainable success, right? It's not mm-hmm. um, up and down and and reliant on one player. And I think that that's that's really what's going to make a difference in this tournament going forward. I have to say, I'm all, speaking about Group B with Czechia, 
US, Slovakia, Switzerland, and Norway. I'm very much impressed with Norway for, for how long they have taken their program. But also, they're playing a very transatlantic style of play. And, and sometimes they go a little bit too far with the physical play. But it's their chance of, of, of beating the opponents. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually beat Switzerland. No, exactly. Switzerland doesn't have one of their prime generations. And, and Norway have everything to win in, in such a game. So if you see it all the way through, Norway scored four against Slovakia. Um, and as we said, Slovakia has been the main uh, attraction of that group so far. So if they can score four against Slovakia, it should be possible to do something similar against Switzerland. And yeah, it's difficult for a team which haven't won in the tournament yet, uh, if we look at Switzerland, to just go in and have everything on their shoulders. They know they don't want to end up in a relegation battle. They want to go to the quarterfinals. They kind of have expectations on themselves to go to the quarterfinals. So yeah, great for Norway. They're just happy to be here. And they're, as you say, they're physical and they're feisty and they fight for everything. It wouldn't surprise me either if they uh, come out with a win in that game. Yeah, which is playing, was, which is playing as we're recording, by the way. So. Right, and exactly. Swi- Switzerland are currently leading, so of well, course, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're proven wrong before we yes. end, end the podcast. Uh, but no, uh, what really surprised me during the the US game, what was that Norway is returning fifteen players, right? Because we're mm. so used to the team that wins that that you know one A um, division. Usually they do it on nineteen-year-olds, and then they come up and they're they you know, they're they're overmatched because they have a younger team and uh, the players that got them there is, is not there. And I think that that's that makes a big difference for Norway as well because let's face it, Norway is not a country that we see as a hockey power, right? Like it, it's you know a team like you know even a, a team like Latvia or, or things like that. Like you you know they've been around, they've won medals uh, at the men's levels and things like that. A team like Norway, you, you think, oh, they must have had a, you know, a really old team, and now they're, they're going to um, have the floor wiped by the United States, and that just didn't happen, right? That game was halfway old, and it was still zero zero, and it wasn't like the goaltender was stealing the game for Norway. So I, I think that it's it, it's a it's a testament to, you know, them being able to to win as a it, younger group. It is uh, the Sucarello and, generation. The guys right. that grew up with yep. Zuccarello, and this is what it means. You know, you get that superstar in a small country, a country that has, you know, traditionally lived on on uh, skiing, and <laughs> and uh, you know they they're seeing Zuccarello, and and they see one guy can do it, and then the next guy can do it. You know, it, it's yeah. coming they, up they, there. Hey, Patrick, Patrick, they already had Espen Shampoo Knudsen. Yeah, yeah, we know that, but uh, that was before <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist stole the shampoo commercials. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. <laughs> But, but uh, the, the the thing the thing is also just just to touch on that point about golden generation. I mean, you know, for for the Canadians listening, I mean, basketball is a perfect example of that. Um, you know, soccer. You you meant the world junior world championships yeah, last year. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, soccer not quite there yet. I, I think that it's still a little bit young, especially on the men's side. The women's mm-hmm. side, yes, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, you know, Kristen Sinclair um, has has inspired a lot of the girls that have played with her uh, the last couple of years. But but I think yeah, I, I think that we're going to see that in in soccer as well, making to the the senior men's World Cup uh, for the first time in in pretty much my lifetime. So it, it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see that grown, but yeah, it, it, you can't underestimate that. Uh, you see it a lot with Slovenia as well, and, and Andrzej Kopitar. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're not necessarily in the top divisions in the World Juniors, but you you see them in in the men's um, 
the the men's world championships would have as a bigger pool, obviously. So it's it's definitely a factor as well, for sure. One thing that I'm actually a little bit disappointed with is that the the tournament in Frelundaborg or the games in Frelundaborg hasn't really been um, that crowded. And, and I'm a little bit sad for that because obviously Slovakia has been playing great. Uh, Czechia has been playing well and and US has been playing as much as they need to so far. So I'm a little bit disappointed with, with the crowd coverage in, in um, Frelundaborg. But, but, you know, uh, on the other hand, 3,300 Canadians were rocking in, in Scandinavium last night. In what arguably was one of the best games of the tournament so far, Jared. Um, what has the comments been like in Canada this year or today? <laughs> um, you know, it, it's Canadian <laughs> Canadian reactions to the World Juniors are never are never 50 50 right it, it, they they go all in um so but but i mean you're seeing the look canada wasn't seen as even a top two favorite going into this tournament all the talk even in canada even on tsn was this is the us and sweden uh and then canada after that and i think that that's kind of what you're seeing and there were some real flaws with this canadian team that was before they lost two of their top defenders uh, before the tournament even started. And, and I think that you're seeing that. I mean, th this Canadian team didn't really have that one, one guy who can be relied on to, to break through and take the game on his shoulders. And, you know, Macklin Celebrini is probably going to be a guy that can do that, but he's not there yet. He's still young. Uh, and, and what you're seeing is a very reliable Sweden team that has not conceded a goal yet in this tournament and, and Canada just wasn't able to break through. And the big thing for this Canadian team that the big Achilles heel through three games and even the, the, the pre-tournament games, that power play, when you have power play opportunities in this tournament, you have to make the teams pay. And we're not used to seeing a Canadian team struggle so much on the power play. And it, that's, that's why they, they, they weren't even close to, being into the game like it was only a two goal game but they were not even close to being in that game against sweden and, and that's you know the good news is like like Anton alluded to or uh, i don't know if it was before we started recording or, or after I, I don't remember but but you know sweden is is you know has a history of winning in in the group stage and it doesn't matter what you do until the medal round um the good news for canada is that they have time to adjust they have a game against germany uh that they can't take lightly uh, on New Year's Eve, and then they have the quarterfinal against whoever they play, and you know there, there's still a little bit of time to turn it around. That's the good news for them. But yeah, uh, that that's the fear when you saw this roster get put together, and I don't think people are very surprised. Um, I, I think that was the fear when you saw that lineup. Anton Sweden has been uh, using a team that has been built over the last four years, more or less. Uh, the core yes. of this team is is from and the coach. And the coach as well yeah. Yeah. Uh, is is from the world under 18s gold medal team. Um, are you surprised so far? No, I'm I'm kind of I'm liking what I'm seeing, but I'm kind of expecting the Swedish tournament should start in the semifinals. That's the least we can expect, and that's when it really uh, when we really see uh, how up for it Magnus Havelid's team uh, really is. They they should be. Um, this is a tournament. At home in Gothenburg, um, as Jared alluded to, this is the first time we're playing at a big rink, big ice uh, in a couple of, in, a, in quite a few years. Uh, so this is really Sweden's opportunity to to win this. And uh, 
I think that it's great for the Swedish team that many of them have done it before, that they have that experience of playing under this coach in the world junior under 18 uh, and winning that. Even if, if it was a, a strange uh, gold winning, um, gold medal winning game, since uh, USA was just battering Hugo have a leading goal and Sweden somehow came out with a victory, uh, stole that victory basically. Um, but it's, Yes, uh, these players know each other well. We we see uh, guys like Lekremaki, Östlund, Ögren uh, play together for uh, years in in Jurgården's under twenty team as well. Um, I think have that a there's a line with Stenberg and and Edstrom and exactly yeah. exactly. And we see guys who uh, well, <laughs> two guys who are nephews to the coach as well. Um, we, we see a lot of guys who who know each other well, know their each other's strengths uh, strengths and weaknesses on the ice and off the ice. And uh, yes, if if Sweden should ever get clear of that whole uh, Sibaniad is free and Sibaniad scores against Russia in twenty twelve. This is the year. Um, and, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to if we can see uh, US USA against Sweden in the final, because I think that would be uh, pretty sweet and, and a great final. Uh, I think they would compare uh, well to each other and um, it could be a, a very even even game. But with a with a f- full house in Scandinavia, uh, it could be a great, um, great final for Sweden, hopefully. We'll be right back after these messages. Going forward, and, and there's one thing left to talk about, really. We're looking for the, the Montreal prospects. We can't really call Celebrini a, a Montreal prospect yet, Jared, but <laughs> out of the four four we have in the tournament right now, who has impressed you the most? I'm going to say Philip Machar. You um, forgot about him in the pre-war. I, I did forget about him <laughs> in, in the preview <laughs> podcast. I, I think that you know Jacob Fowler's gotten a couple of starts for the U.S. and, and has played well and in maybe circumstances that he wasn't expecting to be in. Uh, Owen Beck has been uh, as advertised for Canada. Lane Hudson had a little bit of a slow start, but had a great game against the Czechs. Uh, but but Mashara has been that kind of steady presence, creating offense. Uh, that first game against Czechia, he was just outstanding, making plays, creating. He hasn't you know scored uh, in, in this tournament, uh, but he's creating offense. And that's what you want to see from him. That's what he was advertised as as uh, when the Canadians drafted him. Uh, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit, but but he, I think he's getting uh, the, some attention that he deserves right now and, and is really, you know, like I said before, no one's really taking the Slovakian team on, on back. It, it's kind of a, a team effort, but but he has been, uh, for, for my eyes, the, the best Canadians prospect so far uh, through through the you know three games. Yeah, you have I to, also, you have yeah, to I was just, that what what Sean McGillian said in the top 25 and 25. He was raving uh, in the podcast about Philip Machar about the transition that had happened, and he you could see a development all through throughout the year. And come uh, end of the season, Machar was feeling comfortable. It was something he acknowledged as well in, in an interview. I forgot with whom, and it, I think the the fact is that he. It takes time when you move abroad and and get into another culture. Uh, you also have to remember that the reason that they, one of the reasons they picked him in the first round was to be able to control and get him into the juniors and adapt to the culture much earlier than if they took him in the second round. So you know there are opportunities here, and and I'm glad to see Mashar doing very very well. Anton, 
Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like it's great for for Mishar as well. He's had a great season so far in the OHL uh, to just show everyone that he can take um, a team on his shoulders, uh, his national team on his shoulders and and be the leader. Because obviously when you're when you're drafted behind Uri Slavkovsky to the same and Simon Nemec in the same draft, but especially Slavkovsky because they went to the same team, he will always be in Slavkovsky's shadow. He will always be well. Everyone is in that... Slavkovsky's shadow. Have you seen him? He's like yeah. an Eiffel Tower Not, out there. <laughs> Noah Warren. Noah Warren isn't. Maverick Lamoureux isn't. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, no, no. But it's just uh, he will always be looked at as uh, kind of Uri Slavkovsky's little brother who was. Some some will say that he was selected because he was another Slovak, so he could add a you know uh, he could help Slavkovsky adapt to to life in Montreal, and so it's great to see this season from him, and it's great to see him start off uh, a tournament in the World Juniors at the, one of the biggest stages um, for for a nineteen year old uh, with six uh, six apples in three games, um, and and really showing that you know I'm not just a uh, someone who 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 will rely on Juraj Slavkovsky and, and make Juraj Slavkovsky thrive, I can thrive on my own. I'm a great player in my own right, and I will be able to contribute to both Slovakia and, and the Montreal Canadiens for, for many, many years if I continue like this. Well, hopefully not for Slovakia for many years because Montreal should be in the playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, well, sometime, maybe. <laughs> Well, um, I'm a little. I'm, I agree with Mashar. I'm, I'm really impressed with him. I'm a little bit surprised that Hudson hasn't really stood out to the same degree as I expected, especially on the bigger ice. He would have an easier transition into the bigger ice. I was at the warm-up game against Sweden, where where USA played very very well. He had a little bit of a lapse there, where he ended up on on didn't really know what he wanted to do and, and Sweden scored. He ended up halfway between covering and halfway between hitting the puck and, and obviously a good player will use that to its advantage. Um, but I had expected a little bit more showtime maybe from uh, Lane Hudson. I'm happy that I haven't seen uh, that many mistakes from him. That That is great. Obviously he is a defender first and foremost and that's what he's going to stand out for in, in some ways. But also I'm a little bit, you know, surprised that i haven't seen those standout plays that that we have seen on on or for me in my case anyway seen from from the ncaa on gifs and and short video highlights but maybe saving it for the, for the player front here yeah I, like i said I, I think you know you really saw his best game against czechia um which is a game when when his team needed it the most really um and so i i think that maybe we're Maybe it took him a little bit of time to adjust to the big ice. Maybe we saw it as an advantage that he would have all that time and space. Uh, but maybe it was uh, something that, that affected him um, a little bit more than we were maybe expecting. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not worried about him as a prospect. I don't. No, no, no. Matters. Neither am I. I... Uh, but but yeah, I think that we we had high. You know, it's kind of hard when you have as high expectations as, as Hudson had coming into the tournament. Uh, but um, you know, like you know, the, the big the big games are still to go, right? No one's gonna remember what he did against uh against Switzerland or against uh um against uh, against um Norway the other team. <clears throat> Norway. Norway, right. No one's gonna yeah. care what he did in those games. Uh it's gonna be what he does in the games going forward that, that people are gonna remember. And there you have it. We're looking forward to uh, the last day of the group stage tomorrow, uh, Sunday. Uh, we wish you all 
a merry, happy new year and uh, looking forward for the World Junior Championships playoff uh, days, which is going to be fantastic. Uh, atmosphere will be great. And uh, when all games go in Scandinavium, uh, which they will do from the semi-final forward, it will be rocking in there. So um, just enjoy last day of this year and uh, as I said happy new 2024 and, and also the, the last day the last day before PWHL hockey starts I'm very excited about that as well and obviously it's uh uh but yeah the world juniors uh, the, the medal round is, is the is, is the fun part of the tournament I, I think for a lot of people uh last year we got a lot of surprises a lot of really close games uh Canada going to overtime against uh, Slovakia so it'll be very interesting to see uh, how the how the order uh, shakes out because I think Germany um, beating Finland really upset that uh, the order uh, that many were expecting. And who knows, maybe Slovakia and the U.S. as well. Um, this episode is brought to you by that online. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.